Ladies and gentlemen, goblins and ghouls, it's time for another installment of a deep dive into Bakunin's God and the State. And I've got a bit of a raspy voice here because I've got a cold or something, so yeah. Um, Alright, so we're going to continue looking at his take on the uh, creation myth that's a standard part of Christianity. So, Bakunin said, Jehovah, who of all the good gods adored by men, was certainly the most jealous, the most vain, the most ferocious, the most unjust, the most bloodthirsty, the most despotic, and the most hostile to human dignity and liberty. Jehovah had just created Adam and Eve to satisfy we know not what caprice. No doubt to while away his time, which must weigh heavy on his hands in his eternal egoistic solitude, or that he might have some new slaves. He generously placed at their disposal the whole earth with all its fruits and animals, and set but a single limit to his complete enjoyment. He expressly forbade them from touching the fruit of the tree of knowledge. He wished, therefore, that man, destitute of all understanding of himself, should remain an eternal beast, ever on all fours before the eternal God, his creator and his master. But here steps in Satan, the eternal rebel, the first free thinker and the emancipator of worlds. So I'm going to stop quoting Bakunin right now and just note how really he kind of had a very metal take on, on the concept of Satan, right? He said he was a rebel, free thinker, emancipator. I mean, that's some pretty hardcore stuff. It's like a I think I think Bakunin would have been a metalhead, perhaps, because it's pretty hardcore. So, <clears throat> what what can be made of this creation tale? Well, the imagery that I have gathered over the years is that you know, Satan takes hold of the branches of the forbidden tree, but seeing that Eve has not fully seen it, he entices her with many presents and tempts her to partake of its fruit. God knows, but he that eateth it shall surely die, he says. But Eve, from not having the intelligence to refuse anything offered to her, taking that unwise delight which the coward usually takes in disobeying the orders of a mighty chief, succumbs to Satan's seduction and greedily eats. The consequences follow while Satan delights in his triumph as the ultimate schemer. He sinks into the shadow of death and shall remain there until he recovers his kingdom and strength, that he may come back to kill the tree itself, or something like that, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's often suggested that he's like a destructive force, but, you know... What, what what is his goal through the destruction? You know, it's uh, it's a little bit unclear. 
Does he just like, is he like Beavis and Butthead? He just likes to cause chaos? I don't know. But, you know, that's really the implication that he just likes wickedness and wildness and chaos and all that. I, I guess, you know, he's he's like a certain narcissistic, um, egocentric person who uh, has held power recently in uh, the United States. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you I'll let you guess who I might be referring to. Not not that he's that powerful. You know, the the person that I'm referring to, that I'm hinting at, he's not quite as powerful as Satan supposedly is. But, you know, there's a little bit of a personality crossover. Um, you know, cynically using people, manipulating them, just to, like, mock, you know, the negative consequences that follow. You know, why does that sound familiar? Hmm. But anyway... In vain is the Father of God reproached for having placed such severe restrictions on the family. He was too prudent. His mercy cannot hold a country together. But no matter. It was human nature that had ordered Adam to take his wife to the tree. And human nature that had been inured to it and found it an easy thing to pluck the fruit from the tree and taketh the bite. See when you're when you're doing all this like old timey kind of talk, you gotta kind of alter your language so you say taketh, um, if you want to sound all fancy. And what was that sticker with bars and numbers on it that was on the apple anyway? <laughs> well, just kidding. But you know, with 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 the way that commercialism is, you would think that. You would think that more of these corporations would have, like, had more advertisements with the creation myth kind of used in them. But I guess, I'm, I'm sure there have been some ad campaigns like that. But I suppose that's a little bit too taboo in the end. You know, because ultimately what people worship, or worship in this world, I, I was confused worship for, you know, like, a warship that goes to war versus the word worship where you're like bowing down or whatever to, to somebody or something. But anyway, what people really strive for and what, what their real God is, is money. You know, that's the real God. Um, let's face it. So it only makes sense that the apple and the tree would have had like a UPC code on it, you know, because that's that's the real truth and the nature of modern life. And what were Adam and Eve but, like, some pre-modern instance of modernism creeping in, right? Like the, uh, they're called the creation myth, but really it's it's implied that their whole legend ties into the modern day you know like we wouldn't have anything that we have now were it not for this little creation story so like you know the those ads that we're talking about tv and vcr repair and like ronald mcdonald and all that kind of stuff supposedly we wouldn't have had those things were it not for adam and eve you know like 
somehow, you know, like you wouldn't have a bank account. You wouldn't have, I don't know, SpaghettiOs on the shelf. If it didn't all tie back to, you know, this little creation myth, I don't know how that works out logically. Like, obviously there's no scientific basis for it, but we're supposed to believe that everything sprang forth out of that. Like you have a, car in your garage because of because of this creation story never really made sense to me and uh frankly i don't think anybody truly understands it although they will claim to but you know those are my thoughts on it i fail to see how it actually ties in into the real world as i know it but to be fair much about life is uncertain and unclear so that's why we have these creation stories to begin with we don't know why we're here or even what we're doing half the time but we really just do it anyway and we seek these loose fitting explanations and a lot of a lot of that has to do with tradition too you know we're one way or another trained to accept traditional values of some kind even if they're loose fitting and we don't really adhere to them We do often find comfort in the idea of, hey, I'm fitting into society. I'm I'm a traditionalist in this sense or that. You know, I'm not I'm not completely out of the norm. And really, that's how so many of these stories can flourish, because people do want to fit in and they want to have explanations for things. So, all right, that's basically all I have to say about it for now. And uh, you have a good day.